Episode 211 of the PJ Archive is a phone interview I did with the English choreographer, theatre director and TV talent show judge Arlene Phillips. Arlene became well known in the 1970s as director and choreographer of the dance troupe Hot Gossip. The many stage shows she's worked on have included Starlight Express, Flashdance, Saturday Night Fever and We Will Rock You. Movies include Annie, Legend, White Hunter Black Heart and Monty Python's Meaning of Life. And she's choreographed pop videos by artists such as Queen, Duran Duran and Tina Turner. Arlene was an original judge on BBC TV's Strictly Come Dancing and So You Think You Can Dance. She was made a dame in 2021, the year this interview took place, so it felt appropriate to talk through her remarkable life from the start. Could you tell us a little bit about your mum and dad, please? Yes, my uh, parents grew up in Manchester, both of them, and my mother came from a very large family of nine siblings originally, and my father, sadly, his mum died when he was very young, and his father married again, and they met, I think, when they were in their early 20s, because they kind of lived in the same area, and I think one of my mother's sisters said, oh, I've met this lovely person, you should meet him, <laughs> to my mum, yeah. and hence they got together. Am I right in thinking your dad was a barber? My dad was a barber, yes. Mum stayed at home looking after three children. Now, your mum, you sadly lost, didn't you, when you were 15? Yes. But she inspired you to be a dancer, is that right? Oh, yes. Both my mum and my dad loved the ballet. They loved dance. And... We grew up listening to classical music on a record player of the great classic ballets. There was nothing they loved more to put on a Tchaikovsky piece and would talk about the ballet. And so that was my first inspiration to dance. And we were taken to see the ballet when the three of us were very young. And it just, for me, was... A life that I wanted. I wanted to be one of those girls in, you know, a white tutu and pink ballet shoes. So why didn't you become a ballet dancer? Well, there are a couple of reasons. Um, The honest reason is ballet dancers are born. Of course they're made, but physically you have to have a certain physique. And as good and as strong as I was, I didn't have a pure classical physique for the ballet world. That was the truth of it. I never really thought about it when I was dancing, but only now as I look back, it's something I know. But when my mum passed away when I was 15 and I had dreams and hopes of going to a London dance school, that dream faded and I had to stay at home in Manchester. I could not go to London. Um, I had a family to help be part of and take care of the younger sister. 
And my dad, he wasn't a well man after my mum died. So I gave up that dream, but I did become a dance teacher. Mm. And for me, that was all wrapped in the world of dancers I wanted to be in. Yeah. Now, you've continued to achieve enormously fantastic things throughout your career. So when you've achieved these things, do you often think about your parents and think, oh, if only they were still here to enjoy this? Oh, my gosh. I think about, I think about them all the time. As every new thing happens, and, you know, for a long time, you know, my dad lived until he was 89. Hmm. Um, it was the last nine years of his life he had dementia. So he knew of some of my achievements, in fact, a lot of my achievements. So that was was very special that I could talk to him about that, but my mum knew nothing yeah. of where this inspiration she gave me would lead me, mm. nothing. And that, and that really hurts because there's so much of her in me. Yeah. And have you suffered a lot with your feet down the years because you've put them through so much? Oh, Point work damaged my feet in all kinds of ways. I have the most misshapen feet and, um, you know, toes going in all directions. Yes, um, feet and knees, they suffer immensely mm. when you're dancing. Mm. Are you very aware of that when you're teaching because you know you don't want to harm the young people that you're bringing up? You don't want them to have the same problems as you? I think I'm very, very careful when I'm teaching. You know, when when I was dancing, there were no holds barred. There were simply the demands you do as you're told. Now, there are guidances all the time of how to protect the body mm. while you're dancing. But, but dancers push themselves to enormous lengths. Mm. You know, their body is their work mm. and they and they want they want to work so they push their body to the limits mm. you know i have a, a pair of dance shoes i use far more which um i got when i was doing the strictly come dancing live tour yes because the modern day dance shoes have far more flexibility they they move with your feet instead of trapping your feet in them and you try to move them how many pairs of dance shoes do you have? Well, when I looked through the box, there was three pairs of tap shoes and about four pairs of other varying dance shoes. Hmm. So do you still dance every day, perhaps, you know, just to keep yourself in trim? Well, I don't dance to keep myself in trim. Uh, now I'm either, you know, pushing myself on some kind of uh, machine oh. or I'm walking right. um, I aim to do a certain amount of steps every day um, in the pandemic it was around 20 mostly daily gone down I did start running and kind of only got as far as 5k but it really did not suit my knees no. but dance I dance at the moment I'm dancing because I'm working on a new musical oh. So um, I have to be in rehearsal every day, creating every day. Which show is um, that then? Being physical. It's called What's New Pussycat? Oh, with Tom the Jones. the music of Tom Jones, yes. Oh, it's like a musical around his songs, like a Mamma Mia. It's a musical around his songs, yes. 
based on the Henry Fielding Tom Jones. The music is the singer Tom Jones. Oh. The story is based oh. on the novel Tom Jones. So who plays yeah. who plays Tom Jones then? Oh, we have a wonderful actor, a wonderful, wonderful actor, Dominic Anderson. Okay. He's, he is amazing. So this is for the West End and then Broadway? This is going, actually, we're opening in Birmingham. Right, what, soon? Yeah, uh, very soon. I'm in rehearsals every day. Do you still teach huh? dance? I don't teach in schools. I did a lot of Zoom teaching during the pandemic, but um, I'm not in schools teaching dance every day any longer. Um, and did you dance with Hot Gossip or did no. you just choreograph them? No, 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 no. I was teaching at a place called the Dance Centre in Floral Street and Hot Gossip uh, were my best students who were coming into my classes every day. And they were a so, dance troupe, weren't they? Yes, they, yeah, they were a dance group that I formed. And you, you didn't want to dance with them. Your dancing days were over by then, yeah? Um, yeah, I was, I was teaching yeah. when I started Hot Gossip and I choreographing some commercials. Right. Um, I haven't really taken off as a choreographer, but I had the idea for a dance group because, you know, we were sort of mid, mid to late 70s and the kind of outside world, the world of clubs, nightclubs, the world of fashion was so sort of vivid and colourful and TV dancing to me was not as engaging or as powerful as what I saw in the streets and the clubs, the culture. Yeah. And so I wanted to put a, a group together that was based on what I saw as a very, very changing decade. Yes. Were they inspired by Pan's people or vice versa? Not at all. I mean, Pan's people were dancing on television, but it wasn't in any way... I wasn't inspired by them. Huh. Um, I thought they were different, but they were still kind of sweet. And, and I tried to... I think with Hot Gossip, I wanted to show the passion of dance, yes. the drive of dance, the sensuality and the sexuality of dance. Mm. Um, people were all girls. I wanted boys. The, the, the group, I wanted to be ethnically diverse. And, and, and what was incredible is that the boys that were coming to my class every day were willing and ready yeah. to work in a dance group. Was there anyone else well-known apart from Sarah Brightman in Hot Gossip? Well, Sarah Brightman wasn't well-known when she was in Hot Gossip. But it made her well-known, didn't it? Um, it, it? It certainly had people notice her when she had a record out yes. called... Starship um, Trooper. I'm last my heart to Starship Trooper with Hot Gossip. Was that your um, idea, that record? Um, no, it wasn't, not at all, no. Did you like but it? it? was, I do. I, I loved it because it was of its time. It was a pop song of its time. And, gosh, I remember when we were 
filming the video for the song, it was really quite extraordinary because we we were trying to film the whole thing in a few hours and it seemed that the time was running away and we really almost didn't get to the end of it. It was our first video that we had made. Was that the first video that you choreographed? Because you've done a few in your time. I have done a few in my uh, in my time. Um, and I started really choreographing videos at the launch of MTV. Although Starship Trooper wasn't the first, it was certainly created initially for the TV show, the Kenny Everett video yes. show, oh, yes. yeah. but then it became an MTV music video. Did you introduce Sarah Brightman to Andrew Lloyd Webber? Um, Andrew was a huge fan of the group, and we used to perform at a place called Country Cousins, and Andrew came to see the show there many times, <laughs> um, and loved the group. And then we, we knew Sarah could sing. Uh, I don't think anyone realized that she actually was, you know, more than a pop singer. Yeah. That she had these gorgeous and glorious notes. I suppose often I heard her warming up, but I didn't really think about it. Hmm. And then Andrew was auditioning for Cats, the original Cats. And Sarah wanted to go to the audition and indeed she did and she looked so hot gossip she wore a purple wig and Andrew of course knew her from hot gossip yeah. and then discovered what an extraordinary voice she had yeah. so it all happened from there but yes oh. no question that he first saw her dancing uh, with hot gossip and are you still friends with her Sarah, I hardly see. She she travels the world, but yes, if I when I do see her at an opening night or wherever it may be, or in a you know a performance, uh, yes. The funny thing is, she's booked to go to the moon, hasn't she? Or so she wants to go into space. So she I may think... actually end up a Starship trooper. She may indeed. Yes, I wonder whether in the end it will be something she would do. She tried to do it quite a long time ago and she she is fearless yes absolutely fearless you know mm. let her loop the loop in a fighter jet she she'd love nothing more <laughs> you've done how many shows do oh, you think I down the I years i haven't counted i don't know eight nine ten eleven twelve i actually never counted how many i've done but i've done certainly a large string of very successful shows. Yes. Which is your favourite of all the shows you've done ever? Do you have a stage show? Do which I is have your a favourite? Well, you know, it's like picking a favourite child, isn't it? It's very, it's very hard to pick a, a favourite because it's like choosing a favourite child. But I guess it will always be Starlight Express because that oh. was my, that was my very first one. Starlight was my first. My first big show. So, okay. of course, it lives in my heart. And Starlight, you know, when I say it's run and run, it started, you know, in 1984. I've done Starlight Express all over the world. I truly have. And in Bochum, in Germany, we had its 
32nd birthday and then you know closed for the pandemic and uh, is about to reopen mm-hmm. so it's so so close in my heart and the amazing thing is that andrew because in a sense it's a pop show andrew has gone on always taking the show and reinventing or adding new songs or changing characters and the, the show as it is now in Bochum in Germany was really quite, quite radically reinvented yeah. um, four years ago when we had many more female engines. We only had male engines and the females were the carriages. We Will Rock You, another big favourite of yours, means a lot to you. Yes, it does, because when I was making music videos for MTV, I made a number of videos with either Queen or with Freddie Mercury solo. And, you know, I absolutely adored Freddie. He, he was a part and parcel of every video he made. He wanted to be involved right from the start the story, the lyrics, how it was going to be used. And he was wonderful and wild and, and, and just such a brilliant creator as well as entertainer. Mm. So, of course, when We Will Rock You came around, I had such, a, such an affinity and obviously wanted to do the show. Yeah. And it meant so much to me. Wasn't it through Freddie Mercury or one of his videos that you met Angus? It was, yes. Freddie did a um, a solo record called I Was Born to Love You. Part of it was made in Canary Wharf when Canary Wharf was just a a flat area, not a building in sight. And we made it on an open area in Canary Wharf with 350 marching girls. Hmm. Of course, he'd used CGI now, but one part of it was filmed and I, I was choreographing a couple in dance and there were some lifts and throws and one of the girls who was dancing in the party there hit her head and went to hospital oh. and Angus, who was um, one of the scenery builders, came up to me and said, you need to take better care of her. I was watching him. He was throwing her and he got more and more violent. And we had this whole argument that no, that it wasn't, that it wasn't that she wasn't, that he was being violent. It was the fact that she had done the slide or the throwing slide out of the lift. So many times the surface had become shiny and she just kind of went. (laughs) So the first time you met Angus, he told you off. Yes, the first time I met him, he just stormed up to me. I hate violence to women. I said, it wasn't violence, it was an accident. (laughs) And that's how we met. And how long after that did he ask you out? Pretty much a couple of days later, actually, when we were working on yet another video. Which Um, one? We were working on an ACDC. Okay. And I think it was about, yeah, two days later, and he was pretty much building the scenery on many, many videos I did. I hadn't really noticed before this moment he came up to me, but then when we were on the, the next video, he um, started to chat, oh. and we never stopped chatting. Could you tell us the names and occupations of your daughters, please? 
my oldest daughter was in musical theatre as a performer and then became a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, now she's mum of two adorable little girls that oh. I love to like, like itself, oh. my two granddaughters. And my youngest daughter has mm-hmm. done many things, Abby, mm-hmm. and uh, she currently is working in fashion sales. Mm-hmm. And am I right in thinking that when you were on the judging panel of Strictly, that only Len was from the ballroom and Latin background? Um, only Len was from the ballroom and Latin background, as that was his life Yes. Um, as a teacher. I had, at the age of 16 taken ballroom and Latin and continued to do so uh, with some of the great teachers in London. Bruno hadn't, and I think Craig had done some. Okay. But but in terms of what your world is, that world definitely lends. Yeah. And am I right in thinking that none of you really thought the show was going to work? um, We were not sure it was going to work. I mean, there were moments in that first series when a light bulb went off in each of our heads. Mine was the response to Brendan and Natasha performing one week. Mm. And for whatever reason, my old little phone that I had, I got so many messages all on that same night just praising the show. Mm. And it was the realisation that this show really had something. Am I right in um, thinking you did five series? Is that right? Yes. And which was your favourite dance in all those five series? Oh, I think Argentine Tango, Mark Rampakash, I think. Oh, yes. With, with Karen. I, I just loved every moment of that. Yeah. Every moment. And we had introduced, I think, the Argentine Tango later on in the yeah. in the series and I, I just thought it was absolutely fantastic and I certainly know because when I did you know uh, you're talking about what background everyone had I do know because Len and I did the pilot together that they wanted to look wider than the ballroom and Latin world for their judges because they wanted to bring a different perspective to the show Mm. they wanted people to have come from different backgrounds so that the show wasn't all about the ballroom and latin technique Mm. but it was also about performance skills beyond ballroom and latin how upset were you when they replaced you with alicia dixon um i i loved the show i did a i didn't you know want to stop being part of the show I you know I want you to continue I would love to continue but in the end you know one of the things that I do in as a teacher and also as a musical theatre director choreographer is help students understand that in the world of, of dance and in the world that you're going into you face rejection every day Hmm. and how do you deal with that you know what is the process you have to deal with 
doing something you love and then you're rejected or not getting a job, how do you deal with it? And so I had to put into practice what I preach. Yeah, good. So I, you know, I have this little box at the back of my head and where all, all the times I've been rejected sit. Oh, bless you. <laughs> and what kind of response did you get? Were you inundated with sympathetic letters? And do you still get people coming up to you in the street saying, it was a great injustice that we lost you, we loved you on Strictly? On my social media, I still get all kinds of messages of people who love me and miss me. And people do stop me in the street still and in supermarkets and shopping in John Lewis, wherever wow. I am. <laughs> I get people coming up all the time. And, you know, the thing is that you just have to, you have to move on. And interestingly, at the time, I wasn't on social media. I think I got Twitter around that time but it wasn't something I was looking at. So I wasn't involved mm. in sort of connecting with with all the love or all of the people who were probably saying, thank goodness she's gone. The BBC um, said officially it wasn't ageism. Did they ever give you a reason? What reason do you think it was? No, I, 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 I never really actually got an official reason you know, other than they wanted a change. One of the things that I've said is you, you, we can't sum you up in the same way we can mm. with the other judges. You know, they, mm. they each have a very distinct and never-changing style. Mm. And, and I think because I was both very sympathetic and, and also gave real constructive as, as as to how someone a celebrity a celebrity could improve next week mm. there was that giving and tender and gentle side of me but i was also quite hard on the performers yeah. because i wanted you know for them to find if you're going to do this a job do it well have a real work ethic have you forgiven strictly for dropping you I don't forgiven. I I don't think I've ever even thought about that. Just moved on with my life. Mm. Um, I think it's a brilliant show. I loved it. I love being part of it. And do I never sit down and watch from start to finish a full strictly show. Mm. I never did, even when I was doing it. I never watched any shows that their time passes that doesn't engage me and yeah. that is shows that generally have judges where you have to stop and listen to what they say or hosts where you have to stop and listen to them uh, what they say i like something that engages me yeah. and what engages me is activity so it's the performers or the the people taking the challenges so those are the bits i'm inclined to watch on catch-up and dip in and out of all of those people I want to see, but it doesn't move fast enough when people are talking about it. 
many of us feel that Strictly's not the same as it was in your day, not as good, because there's too many trained dancers. We like the original journeys. Uh, and there's yeah. these same-sex pairings I can't deal with. And uh, the f celebrities are not famous anymore. And also the judges are too much the focus. What, what are your thoughts on the current Strictly? Well, well I, 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 mean, I never really um, have thought about those things. I, I think that it's, it's definitely more polished. I don't think anyone had any idea the celebrities they hired could dance a lot. And certainly, I don't think the celebrities went off and, and worked privately with teachers in the way they do now when they know they're going on strictly. I don't think we had very many dancer-dancers. We definitely had people who had danced before. But I think it was much more a great unknown. And certainly, when Bruce was there, he was always hurrying the judges up. We had to be sharp and on it and, you know, Get your point over. Enough. Yes. Are you in touch with anyone from Strictly? Yeah, yeah. Bruno, Craig, yeah, yeah. all the time. Um, OT I'm going to be working with on the Share Show, which I'm directing. So, obviously, we're in touch. Mm -hmm. Anton, Brendan, I hear from many, many of the, the dancers, judges. Yeah. I imagine yeah. you think Anton would be a good judge. Oh, I think he'd be a lovely judge. Yeah, a bit too lovely, perhaps. Lovely. Huh? <laughs> a bit too lovely, perhaps. Too, oh, maybe. Too kind and supportive. Of course he'll be kind. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, people like kind. Hmm. we become much kinder. Who would be oh. your dream contestant on street? I was watching the, the tennis last night, and I thought that new girl, Emma Raducanu, would make a yeah. great Strictly contestant. Of course she would. She's going to make a great everything. Yeah. She's got nothing that... Uh, that she won't be asked to do, I'm sure. <laughs> Who would be your dream contestant on the show? Um, Prince William? No, I don't think so. He appears somewhat shy. You want someone, I think, who's going to be really comfortable. Yeah. You know, that really wants to do it. You have to have people that that want to do it. It, yeah. it has to be. It has to be a choice. It is hard work, yeah. and it is difficult. And I think. Whoever it is has got to want to go in with the reason that I'm going to learn to dance. How wonderful is that? By some of the best teachers and best choreographers that anyone could dream of. So go into it with, with the feeling that no matter what happens, whether I'm the first out or the last out, what I have obtained is, is a great Yes. I think it would be nice for... I love Ollie Alexander. Oh, yeah, Absolutely yeah. love him. Yes. And despite the fact that I think he does a bit of dancing, I think he would make a wonderful, warm, gorgeously talented contestant. Yeah. Would you want to be on it now? Oh, I love the show. I can't imagine I'll ever be asked so... You know, I don't, I don't really think about, ooh, could I be there in a chair? Mm. No, but I, I love the show, and I love judging. It's one of the things I absolutely love doing. Any more TV shows, then, you're going to judge on? Or have you done with that, do you think? Um, not that I've done with it. I'm, I've been kind of so busy with my world of musical theatre that I haven't really thought about it. But 
if an opportunity came up that I would love to do, I would certainly, you know, I'd jump right in there mm. and give my advice. Yeah. And the um, OBE at the palace when you received yes, it? When I, when I first, yes, when I received my OBE. And then I was very, very lucky to go on to be given a CBE and then most recently a Danehood. Yes. Which is, blows my mind. It really does. Yes, because you come from quite a modest background and you wouldn't have possibly anticipated this incredible career and that you'd one day be Dame Marlene. No, no. And even throughout my career, I never ever dreamed I'd be a Dame. Mm. It just didn't seem that I had done enough to reward me mm. for that. But I suppose I'm always, always, always very involved with charity and particularly with the Alzheimer's Society because my dad had dementia, mm. probably with Alzheimer's. Will you only feel you deserve it once you've actually been handled it by the Queen? That's very interesting. I mean, I don't know if it will be the Queen that will hand it. I've been very lucky because both my OBE and CBE were given to me by the Queen. I have no idea. But will it? I don't know whether it will change anything. It's very hard, I think, to feel like a dame. I can't imagine how one must feel. And, and, and the sort of great dames that I respect so much seem in some ways a lot grander than I am. Oh. But I wonder whether actually receiving it will make me stand up straight and go you really are a game <laughs> i don't know <laughs> are you going to insist or do you already insist that people call you dame arlene as opposed to just arlene no i actually insist they call me arlene but uh, unbelievably when i was doing we will rock you one of the producers i won't say his name because he will be really embarrassed always call me the dame because he thought I was very bossy <laughs> and it's like the dame listen to the dame mm -hmm. so I was called it jokingly and now I really am a dame <laughs> has he been in touch or have you yes. contacted he him was, to say I got it he, yeah he was the first person I thought of when I got the dame mm -hmm. and he was the first person that, when he found out, got in touch. Have all these awards been because of your services to the arts and charity? They're all dance and okay. charity. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, have you had any funny moments at the palace or meeting the royals, whether on these occasions or on any other occasions? Um, I wouldn't say funny. I have met the royals, many of them, and they've all been lovely and charming. Funny? No, no one said anything funny to me. Um, I used to do the Duke of Edinburgh Awards oh, yeah. all the time. And, you know, the Duke would, would be so interested. Like, you know, he would want to know not, you know, why I was there. And, oh, then the next time I turned up, Oh, you're here again. How lovely to see you. It's so wonderful that you you want to give out these awards and 
when you're so busy? What are you up to? <laughs> um, you must just, have had a lot of pinch me moments when you've been in the palace oh, and so on, and yeah, the queen knows about, your yeah. name. Yeah, pinch me moments. They really, really are. Mm. Because I, we, I wouldn't say I'm a royalist, but far from it. But the royal family have always been held in high esteem by yeah. me. Because they are the royal family. Did you know I Diana? I did. I met Diana a number of times. How good a and dancer was she? She was... She had really good footwork. I think that someone that loves to dance the way that she does would get lost in the dance. And there's something wonderful about that. Mm. Seeing someone dance from the because heart. Because they love it. Mm. Yes. She was, again, because I was a choreographer, so interested in in what I do, fascinated in what I do. Yeah. And we'd, we'd talk about dance. You know, the word dance, yeah, I think probably the Duke of Edinburgh and Diana were the ones who lost their if you like, austerity mm-hmm. uh, of just questioning politely. Uh, it went beyond that. It went back. It went, tell me about, mm. you know. So there's a, there's quite a difference in yeah. being spoken to by a royal, and it feels very official. And even though, though there may be smiles, in some way, it's a, it's a fairly cold situation. And to those who know what you do and, and love what you do, it, it's very heartwarming. I hope you won't mind me pointing out, but you're due to be 80 in less than two years. Do you think you may retire one day, or do you just love it so much you can't imagine retiring? I, I keep telling myself I've got three years, but it's actually two. <laughs> Sorry no to way. break it to you. <laughs> no, 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 I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. I'm just, I'm just keeping myself like, oh, don't worry. Um... I think, of course, I'll stop. You know, I'm already questioning, you know, why I'm getting up at the crack of dawn every morning and going into a household. I love it, and I I love what I do, and I think that it it keeps me out of trouble going into work every day. But, yeah, I think there will be a time when, of course, everything will slow down and just come to a gradual end. And I have wonderful associates that, you know, already I'm recommending doing, you know, things that I don't want to do for, uh, because I need a break here and there. And hopefully they will continue to have the same kind of wonderful, you know, amazing career that I have. Yes. So, Flowers, your first Broadway show. Yes. And the gala for Grenfell. Um, yes. Please, could you tell us about those two productions? Yes. So, firstly, Flowers on Broadway. When I was teaching and going into other various classes at the dance centre, one of the classes I went to was with this brilliant mime artist, Lindsay Kemp, who famously taught David Bowie and oh. Kate Bush were also in his classes Mm -hmm. and he was extraordinary he was a mime artist 
a wild and wonderful character. And he created a show called Flowers, which he asked if I would go into in London. And I appeared, you know, at the Roundhouse and appeared with this show. And the show was asked by a producer if he could take it to Broadway. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say this show is not for the faint-hearted, it was very, very sexual, very brave, very, very daring, very wild, and very homoerotic, I I think you would Mm -hmm. say, describe it as. And I was the only female in the cast. Um, I played the mother. And I loved the show. I absolutely loved it. But we had a producer. They wanted to take it to Broadway. So we went to Broadway and we were all put in wonderful hotels. And it was heaven for me. Oh, Broadway, the, the, the you know, West Side Story. <laughs> I've got to be a star. <laughs> we opened the show. Everyone was horrified by this show oh. absolutely horrified what year and was this closed very quickly in 1974 when we opened on broadway with flowers it was extraordinary and disappointing all at the same time so how many days did um, it stay open for how many nights were um a month okay and were you heartbroken uh, month eight weeks Oh, my goodness, heartbroken. So Lindsay immediately said, never mind, we're going to do a show. We'll all do a show. We'll we'll open somewhere else. Well, Flowers was a really big show, and there was only a very small theatre available Mm. um, called the the Truck and Warehouse, Mm -hmm. um, and it was down in the East Village. And when I say... The East Village was dangerous. It certainly was at that time. We all had to move out of our lovely hotels and we went to stay in various apartments and different spaces that belonged to other people to do our show at at the Truck and Warehouse. And that was a tiny show where most of the evening, uh, my character spent the evening going around the audience with a tray asking for money (laughs) it was was, i mean it was ridiculous and was this flowers that you took to the smaller theater or was it a different show no it was a different show Mm. where we were all supposed to be part of it but it was we couldn't all fit on the stage (laughs) so we had we had different characters playing in the audience it was just to hold us all together until we kind of know where we would get what was our next move. So how long did that show last? Oh, that last, well, it certainly was only a month. I think we were open two months on Broadway, and then the show closed. Mm. And then we went down to the truck and warehouse, and I was married at at that time. Mm. And my husband, after four weeks of, you know, of me kind of doing this show, and I was almost scared to walk to the theatre and there were cockroaches all like I got into my bed covered and it was covered in cockroaches and he said you've got to come back so I was only there four weeks 
Did you ever consider moving to America to work there full-time? Never. My heart was definitely in England, yes. Hmm. Yeah, I've always, I've always loved the fact that I had the freedom to travel, the freedom to go wherever I wanted to. And my work has taken me everywhere, you know, from Argentina to Germany to all over the U.S. Just so many different places that I would never have seen, never have visited. Brazil. I just have had the most extraordinary life. Would you like there to be a show about you one day? <laughs> or a film? Um, a show, a film? Yeah, I don't think... I don't know that... There's a lot of interesting things that have happened to me, but how to put it all in a show, I don't know. Mm. I really, I really don't know whether, whether I could even imagine it, to put it mm. like that. Mm. Tell us yeah. about Gala for Grenfell, then. Yes. So Gala for Grenfell was, for me, the morning I woke up and saw what had happened at Grenfell, I was physically unable to do anything. The, the horror of it. The horror of, of that day, night, I felt like I was like a rag. I just sat down on the bed and sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And the thing that one reporter, one moment I just heard, my eyes were closed, running out in anything they could. Many people in pajamas and no shoes on their feet and and... And that whole day, more than the day, there was nothing else I could think about, nothing else I could think about. And then within hours, I decided to somehow raise funds as quickly as possible and have that money available. Mm. And it had to be fast. So I called a couple of people I know and talked to them. I said, I want to do a dance gala. I want to do a fundraiser. I want to do a dance gala. I want to get as many dancers from every different genre to come and dance, and I want to raise funds. Mm. And immediately, the word got around. You know, I called many of the dancers I know from the Royal Ballet Company, Matthew Bourne, um, all the Strictly dancers, theatre dancers, musical theatre, just got in touch with everybody and everybody said yes 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 just tell us when i got in touch with really useful group theaters mm -hmm. um please please is there any way one sunday night can have the theater you know i was very lucky i worked with graham watts who was in touch with many many of the dance companies and every single person i asked to be involved said yes and more. Yeah. It, it, this wasn't something that I did. This was with a group of people instantly responding. And within three weeks, we performed the gala at the Adelphi Theatre and, and fundraised. And actually, those funds are still Come going on. towards children to dance, the girls' football team. And it continues on because the, the, the funds raised have been shared amongst groups and 
it felt absolutely the right thing to do. The, the performances were so special. The way people gave themselves mm. to this. And, and it will always be in my heart to mm. continue to help. Yes. I used to be friends with Bryony Brind. Do you remember her? Oh, I do remember Bryony. Gosh, yeah. She was in a few Queen videos as yes, well as being was. in the Royal Ballet and sadly yeah. died a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, she was the most beautiful dancer. Yeah. I didn't do her Queen video, but I worked with her on a couple of videos. Yeah, she was friendly. She was in my, you know, kind of ballet group of friends. Yeah, she was a lovely lady, yeah. Yeah, she was very sweet. How would you like to be remembered in many years, many decades to come? As a good mother. Right, That's first the and most foremost. important thing to me. Yeah? Yeah. To me, personally, as a good mother. In terms of what I've done, I think... No, no, I have no desire to continue being thought of. I want to have lived my life, and then that's it. Well, you will always be remembered. You've done so many great things, and I'm sure you've got more to come. Well, that would be lovely, but I know that I've had, really, an amazingly fortunate life, mm. and certainly one that I never expected.